Welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. We are continuing our college football preview. Uh, today we're going to look at the Big Ten. Fellas, I know this is your conference. Uh, Hadley, we'll start with you. Um, what are your overall thoughts um, about the Big Ten this year? First of all, actually, first of all, before we jump into any, anything else, ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 are going to form one big mega alliance. I've seen some people call it the, the backpack. You got the B, you got the ACC, and then huh. the PAC. So I, I did see I did see a, a backpack reference, but uh, clever. Hadley, I'll start with you before we get into our uh, top five here. Um, what are your thoughts on the Big Ten this year, and then even uh, with the with the new alliance forming? Um, well, I think it takes a little bit of a dip from previous years. Um, I still think it's probably the second conference college football behind the SEC. Um, closer than people think but I think Ohio State took a dip um, I think Indiana will take a dip but you'll see certain teams rise uh, maybe like Minnesota for example um, so it'll be interesting to see but it's going to be pretty standard year again in the Big Ten Alright and uh, Sporty any, uh, I know you've talked about um, Hammer the, the, the Michigan Wolverines beating Ohio State any, uh, any thoughts Elsewhere throughout the Big Ten this year? No, I don't. I really don't have any uh, predictions as of now. I mean, saving it. Say he's saving it for the pod. He's saving it for the rest of the pod. He's saving it for the saving rest it. of the pod. Yeah. Yes, I am. All right. Well, then, like we always do, let's let's uh, let's jump into our top five. We're gonna break down our top five uh, Big Ten teams. Um, going into this season. Uh, again, Hadley, we're going to start with you. Break us down your top five. Okay. All right. Well, number five. The, your hint is khakis. <laughs> best hat. Yes, I'm going to go with Sporty's Michigan Wolverines at number five. This was generous, Sporty, because there are some teams, like, for example, Minnesota, that I think could be that number five team. But I'm going to give Michigan the edge of this year just because they should, with the recruiting classes that they normally have, be in this number five spot. They should be higher, but I'm going to go with number five. Number four, another very, very consistent team, Iowa. I think Iowa is going to be really good. They always have the same kind of football, Uh, super physical. Uh, I think nothing changes this year. Number three, speaking of another physical team, the Wisconsin Badgers. I think that that they're not necessarily better than a team like Penn State, which we'll get to. Um, So we were just discussing a a five-and-a-half spread favorite over Penn State week one. I don't think Wisconsin's that guy, pal. Uh, So I'm going to have them at number three behind the Nittany Lions. We are Penn State. Number two, um, I think they have a really, really big bounce back here. Um, I still don't really quite like them as a playoff team, unfortunately. But I think that 9-10 win mark is definitely achievable this year, um, which we were not even close to last year. Um, Number one, like I said, I think they dip a little bit from last year, which was national championship. So, you know, it's kind of inevitable that that happens. But they're still the number one team in the Big Ten. They're so good. 
in every position. Um, we'll get into what but they're so well-rounded. I, I want to say well-coached. I still don't believe that Ryan Day guy that people think he is. I think he's a solid coach. Um, but yeah, they're going to be in that number one spot still proven otherwise. All right. Um, definitely, uh, definitely a, a solid top five there. Um, I'll get to my top five after sporties, but uh, a lot of similarities there. Uh, maybe just uh, changing a couple, you know, teams order. I mean, I basically have the same five as you, but, uh, so we'll get to that in a second. Sport, you got to give us uh, your top five. I'm going to go from the bottom up, number five. I'm going to go with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Kirk Ferentz does a nice nice job with his program every year. Smash mouth football. Uh, four. I'm going to go with uh, James Franklin and the Penn State and the Lions. Just not sold on them this year. Everyone's giving them a lot of hype. They got to. I want to see them prove it, then talk about it. Three, I think I'm going to go with the Harbaugh Michigan era right now. Uh, they got a whole new slew of uh, defensive coaches. They're switching from a four-three to a three-four to a four-two-five to a one, like a one-one. Nine, one seven, <laughs> one seven four. As as Coach McDonald says, you don't know. You know. You don't know what they're going to be running on defense this year. I, he will mixing defenses up left and right. I can't tell Sporty's dishing out his, his phone number or if he's going over uh, <laughs> different defensive schemes here, but uh, Deep, uh, different defensive schemes. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Go. <laughs> uh, their Michigan's offensive line should be better. Quarterback a question mark. Uh, receiver should be decent. Running backs should be real good. So, e backs not too sure. Not too sure about, but I think they'll go nine and three. Michigan will go nine and three or ten and three this year, and we'll and we'll have a better record than Penn State. And that's and that is a, my hammer. That's the hammer for the pod. Michigan, Michigan will have a better record than Penn State in twenty twenty one. Number two. I'm going to go with the Wisconsin Badgers. They are the second best team to Ohio State. And they will beat Penn State week one, week one by a touchdown. That's another, that's another hammer. So cover, covering, Badgers covering the spread week one. Badgers covering the spread week one. And I had to say it, but number one team, Scarlet and Gray. The Ohio State Buckeyes. You said like Scarlet, and I was like, "It's Rutgers." Yeah, I was gonna say Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers. I'm not like a, like Hallie said. I'm not sold on Ryan Day. He's still playing with Herbert Myers, guys. Give give him about three more years and to see if he's the real deal. But until then, Ohio State's number one team. All right. Again, pretty much, you know. Same same five, um, just moving around, shuffling around some teams. Um, hey, nobody's given love to uh, to Indiana. I'm going to have them as my honorable mention. Um, I know last year was kind of like a, uh, you know, they're, they're big, you know, big year for them last year. But 
Um, I mean, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year, but they do have uh, Michael Penix and um, Ty Freifogel. So, um, at least from the offensive side of the ball, they'll be they'll be pretty solid. Um, so, I'm going to have them at, at six. Uh, number five, I'm going to go with Michigan Wolverines. Um, a lot of questions at quarterback, which is why I'm kind of keeping them at five there. Um, defense side of the ball, they're going to be pretty good. Like Sporty said, running backs, pretty solid. Um, just obviously it's going to come down to quarterback play, so I, we just don't know who that's going to be and how well, you know, the guy's going to, whoever it is, is going to perform. Uh, number four, got to be Iowa. Like Sporty said, you can never count out Iowa. They're always, uh, you know, coming in with that smash mouth uh, attitude, and they always give. They're in every game, no matter what stage the game is. They're right there within striking distance. Um, so you got you got to you know give love to the Hawkeyes. Number three, I'm gonna go with Penn State. Um, obviously, a tough year last year. Again, quarterback play will be huge for them uh, in Sean Clifford. Um, I really want to see them give the ball to, to Noah Kane. Um, and then also, uh, Hadley, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Kayvon Lee, is he, he's going to see the field. Yep. He's, he'll see the field a good bit as well. They um, got five running backs that are that are pretty, which we'll get into. That are pretty solid, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think definitely Clifford, Kane, Lee. That's going to be you know what what the offense or who the offense goes through, and obviously Jahan Dotson. Um, those four guys going to be their their main go tos. Um, defense side of the ball, you got Jaquan Brisker, um, and then you also have. You know, guys like Joey Porter um, and Jesse Lakita, Ellis Brooks, PJ Mustafer. So you have you have some uh, some vets on the defense side of the ball, but again, it's going to be you know how are they going to bounce back from last year? So I I just kind of have to wait and see there. So that's why I have them sitting at three. Number two, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Um, again, they kind of play that smash mouth. Power eye football. Uh, Graham Mertz is back, so he's he's going to play a huge role. Um, I don't think that's going to be enough to get past my number one team, which is the Ohio State Buckeyes. Obviously, C.J. Stroud's QB one right now. Uh, they got Master Teague, um, and they also have. Uh, am I drawing a blank on his name? Oh yeah, the freshman Trayvon Henderson. So that'll be interesting to see his impact on the on the team as well. And their wide receiver core is, I think it's the best in the nation. You have Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Julian Fleming, uh, Jameson Williams, just to name a few. Um, so that their offense is going to be really good. It's just a matter of, you know, what they're going to get out of their quarterback play. Um, years past, it's been, you know, pretty strong at, at quarterback there. But uh, now they're kind of in a new, new, uh, a new area where they have to figure out, you know, how well their quarterback's going to be. Um, and then on the defense side of the ball, we'll get to we'll get to this later. But the guy for them is going to be uh, Zach Harrison, 
at uh, at DN. So I, I think he's going to cause havoc. And ultimately, I like uh, Ohio State to win the Big Ten this year, uh, which leads us into our conference championship predictions. I have Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Basically nothing new here. And then I have the Buckeyes beating the Badgers in the final. Uh, Sporty, who is, I'm assuming that's going to be your conference uh, championship as well. Ohio State and Wisconsin, but I have uh, Paul Chris pulling the upset Ooh. against Ryan Day. Paul Chris pulling Ooh. the upset. All right. Uh, Hadley, who's your uh, conference championship? Uh, I'm with you, Kev. I got that conference championship with Ohio State, unfortunately, taking the dub again this year. Yeah. It's just, even though, you know, some might say Ohio State might be down, that's only because they're quarterback. I mean, they're pretty talented across the board everywhere else. But, you know, if CJ uh, CJ Stroud is you know plays at least a little bit above average, they'll you know they'll cruise. But it'll just be interesting to see how he how he performs. Um, when looking at this conference, I think this is the first time in a while you really can't say, oh, there's a front runner um, from the Big Ten that's even in the Heisman discussion. Uh, just going down through the list of guys. I don't think anybody wins the Heisman um, from the Big Ten, personally. Um, you'd have to have a, a huge breakout year from somebody. And obviously, you know, a guy like C.J. Stroud, just because he's, you know, the quarterback and he could lead them, I could see him getting some votes. But I, I'm not saying he's going to even come close to winning it. I don't even think, you know, I don't even think he's going to get in the conversation. But... Um, Allie, I'll start with you. Give me. Are there any potential uh, Heisman candidates out here? Um, you know, I really kind of with you to the point where the, if it comes down to is their quarter play, because a lot of the time my quarterback can be favored. Um, I don't see it this year in this conference, um, like I did in the ACC. Um, but we saw wide receiver in Devontae Smith win it last year. Um, with his buddy Jalen Waddle going down, I think there's a similar situation at Ohio State. Um, maybe Chris Olave could win it if Garrett Wilson went down, uh, or vice versa. I think Olave is probably the better receiver at this point in time. Um, but uh, realistically, I just don't see it. I'm going DJU from Clemson to this day. Yeah, that's definitely definitely a fair statement. Um, and yeah, that would be interesting if. You know, you go X amount of years without a wide receiver winning it, and then all of a sudden you get two back to back. That would be that be pretty nuts. But it'd be a miracle. Yeah, I think really that, that's not uh, that's not going to happen. Cause, yeah. you know, we haven't even talked about Big Twelve yet. I mean, Rattler. We talked about our guys from the uh, ACC. So I mean, there's just too many other guys out there that you know. Even if a couple of those guys struggle, or you know, their teams struggle. They're still going to be up there for the Heisman conversation. Um, Sporty, do you have any anybody in particular that you, you think might might have a slim chance at winning the Heisman? Yeah, I, I got uh, I got four guy four guys here. I got the two Ohio State receivers, Wilson and or uh, Olave. If one of those guys goes down, or if, one has an outstanding here than the other. And I got two quarterbacks here. I got Michael Penix 
sad to say he tore his ACL last year. He was having a Heisman year last year before his ACL tear. I think his receivers are back this year, so they keep winning, and his line holds up for him, and he doesn't get hurt. Watch out for Penix. And another dark horse, I just thought of one more name, is uh, Graham Mertz for Wisconsin. That guy had a five-touchdown game, his opening day performance last year. So, if everything goes well for Wisconsin, he stays healthy and they win, watch out for Graham Mertz. Yeah, well... That honestly isn't a bad take because, I mean, obviously they're going to have to run the table and then beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. And I mean, they're, they're, their schedule's brutal. I mean, Penn State, Michigan, Iowa. But they, have, they have them at home, though. Right. Iowa, Minnesota, Northwestern. I don't think they play Indiana. Let me let me double check here. I don't think they do, but um, again, that could be that could be another tough game. So if they somehow you know find a way, let me double check here. Now they don't. No, so they don't play Indiana. But if they somehow find a way to beat Penn State, Michigan, Iowa, Minnesota, and then somehow knock off the Buckeyes in the Big Ten championship, I could see Graham Mertz getting a lot of love for that, and he could you know there is there is a way for him to you know, be in the Heisman conversation there. Just, be, I think, based off of last year and how well he did last year as well, kind of will give him, you know, maybe put his name in the conversation or something like that. But um, I'm going to agree with uh, a pick from each of you. Well, I guess, Sport, you also had this guy. But I'm going to agree with maybe Chris Olave. Um, but, again, the odds of that are very slim, especially coming from a wide receiver. Um, and then Michael Penix. Um, again, they're going to have to have a, their schedule is obviously tough with Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan just being in their their side of the conference as well. Um, and then they play Iowa week one. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be tough for Penix and the Hoosiers, but uh, those two guys kind of stand out for me that have, you know, any shot of getting into the conversation. Um so we've named a bunch of different guys throughout the pod so far. Um, just looking at maybe a couple guys that you know maybe are on your radar that you want to see that maybe you think are going to do well, or maybe their team depends on them. Um, Sporty, give us a couple guys that uh, are on your uh, watch list from the Big Ten this year. Uh, how many guys do you want? Uh, anyway, I mean, you can go like anywhere from like five to seven or something like that. So just anybody that really stands out to you or um All right. Yeah, I'll just let you go with it. I'll go with uh first one. It's gonna be ride or die with a cliff dog for uh, Penn State. So if he does well, they will do well. If he doesn't do well, they won't do well. So it's live and die by the cliff dog. So that was that was straight straight I guess in Penn State terms, that was straight blue and white. There's no, uh, there's no silver. Sporty's laying it just flat out for you. It's either one or the other. So, um, go ahead and continue, Sporty. Uh, another another guy. Uh, 
is that quarterback for Ohio State, C.J. Stroud. What's yeah. his last name? It's Stroud, yeah. Stroud? Yeah. If he, if he does well, Ohio State will do well. If he does mediocre, they'll be mediocre. Ooh. Ooh. I don't see them. All right, that's interesting. All right, now I won. I just said, I had to say this, but Big Blue's quarterback, Cade McNamara. He's been a talk of camp so far. He started one game last year. Then he started against Penn State. Then he got hurt. He needs to stay healthy this year. They really don't have a true backup. I got in his snaps last year. So, Cade from Nevada needs to stay healthy. And also their top running back, Hassan Haskins, needs to stay healthy. He'll be their big bruiser running back. And the dark horse for Michigan this year as a running back, watch out for Donovan Edwards. That guy is is a All-American Michigan Player of the Year last year as a senior. He wears Khalid Cutson's old number. Shout out to Khalid Cutson. Number guys, seven. So that's my dark horse for Michigan. And one other one other guy. I'll go with uh, also another quarterback, uh, Michael Penix from uh, Indiana. Like I said, if he stays healthy, he doesn't get hurt, Indiana will have a good season this year. So those are my guys. Hadley. Oh, yeah. Well, hold on. Before before Hadley goes, there's, I just see like I think even I mean with my list too. I mean I'm probably sure this is going to be the same for Hadley's. I mean a bunch of teams are going to be. I mean as always they're going to be reluctant on their quarterback. So quarterback play I think this year especially is going to be what dictates a lot of the teams' records. So. Um, yeah, you're lagging a little, Kev. Oh, okay. Um, let me see here. All right, we good now? Yeah, back on. Right. Good for now. Okay. Um, like I was saying, uh, quarterback play is going to be the biggest, you know, biggest talk from a lot of teams this year. So I'll let I'll let Hadley go uh, with his uh, list of players next. Yeah. So I put three guys um, that I think uh, very similar to what I did with the ACC that I think could go on draft boards uh, in April. Um, number three, I don't see him being maybe a first-round pick, but maybe like a third, second or third-round pick. I think that he has some value. Uh, and I think he can prove it this year is Jaquan Brisker. Uh, he's always been hard-hitting. Um, I think if he can show some things in coverage and show an ability to lead a defense at that safety position, some good things can come his way in April. Um, and I really do, I, I do see that this year. I think he's going to be really good. Um, and I think that secondary as a whole is going to be really good. Um, number two, gotta give the O-line love, fellas. We have to. Yep. We're talking quarterbacks. We're talking running backs. But it all starts in the trenches. And it's going to start with Iowa's Tyler Lindenbaum, center. He's going to probably be a late first-round, early second-round pick next year in my projection. Um, I mean, it's we talked about it. Iowa's a smash-mouth team. It starts right in those trenches. And who better than the guy that starts with the football to drive his defender back? I think, I think you know, if, if that line could be super, super dominant, 
then, like you said, they'll, they'll stick with anyone. Because in, in a game like college, if you got men upon men up front, anything can happen. Number one, I think it's pretty obvious. I think Chris Olave is a different breed. Um, I think he'll definitely be number one in April's draft. And he'll probably end up being on every single first team. Uh, I believe, isn't it the Belindikoff uh, award for best receiver in the nation? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think he'll take that award as well. I think he's just spectacular. And as long as Stroud can get him the ball, He's, he's going to make plays. So, those three, wash out. I, I really I see them making an impact for an NFL team as well. Right. No, yeah, definitely. Um, love, love the shout-out to the, to the O-line again, as always. Have to. You have we to. have to talk about O-line more on this podcast. You got to. Um, so, you have – I mean, we already talked about Penix. We talked about Olave. Uh, C.J. Stroud, Master Teague, Garrett Wilson, Ty Freifogel, Zach Harrison. So guys from both, you know, Indiana and Ohio State. Um, we even talked about, you know, Jahan Dodson, Noah Kane, uh, Penn State's threats. Um, but I'm going to give, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go the quarterback route here, and I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give a different, uh, different guy on the D line here as well. Um, so obviously those guys that we just mentioned are, are really solid players and they're going to make a big impact uh, for their team. But sticking with the quarterback theme, I think uh, Tanner Morgan is, he. you know, again, he's going to dictate how well this Minnesota team is going to be this year. Um, obviously last year, um, actually, what, well, that would have been two years ago. They had a really, you know, real solid record. Um, last year they weren't so, they weren't so hot, but, uh, I think now that he's back, I think he can lead them in the right direction. Um, I'm trying to think what their record was last year. Oh, I believe it was, uh, three and four. So obviously not where they wanted to be at. Um, you know, losing, I mean, you know, they lost to Maryland in overtime by one. They lose to Wisconsin overtime by three. And then they get blown out by Michigan and Iowa. So, um, I think you know his play is definitely what's going to dictate uh, the rest of their team. Um, again, Sean Clifford. Now, what do you what do you think Minnesota is going to be this year? I'm I'm curious to see what you guys Ooh. have to say about Minnesota. All right, well, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I'll give you a quick breakdown. All right, so Ohio State's definitely an L. I'm going to say they win their next three games. They have a Miami, Ohio, Colorado, Bowling Green. I say they beat Purdue. Um, I don't know. I Then they play Nebraska and Maryland. I feel like they're going to split. Even though both those games are at home, I feel like they're going to split. They're either, I mean, I don't know who it's going to be, but they're definitely going to split those games. So I definitely have them at two losses there. Northwestern is going to be a tough one um, on the road, but I think they're going to be able to pull that one out. Um, they're going to beat Illinois. And then, honestly, I have them losing their last three games at Iowa, at Indiana, and then home against Wisconsin. So you're looking at probably at, maybe at best, at best, and I don't even think this is going to happen, maybe 9-3, and three, but there's they, 
they could be anywhere. Like, there's, I think they have them, a wide range they, this year. They do, and I think for them, I think they have like four locks as wins, but you never know. So I think they're going to finish right around like seven and five. If I had to give, that's about what I have tonight. I'd say eight and four. I'm a little yeah. more generous. I just like Fleck. I think, I think he'll do a good job right. again. I think last year. Last year, you just got to kind of throw out the window, exactly. too, because last year was a mess. Yeah. Um, and then, speaking about quarterback play, we're going to go to Sean Clifford here. Um, again, he's going to dictate how well the Nittany Lions do. Um, so, quick breakdown of their, of their schedule. Um, I, well, I, I'm just going to start off. I, they're going to lose to Ohio State, I feel like. Um then there, let, let me see. Here. There's, there's one, two, three, four. I think there's five games that are legitimate, like legitimate toss-ups here. That it's going to be. I mean, I think a lot of these games could come down to you know a one-possession game, and those five opponents are um, Wisconsin, Auburn, Indiana, Iowa, and Michigan. Now they they play three of those teams at home, but again. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they where they're at. So I mean, I think realistically, I'm gonna have them right around eight and four, nine and three. I don't think they get into that ten and two uh, record. Um, I think at worst, at worst, they finish seven and five. But I don't, I don't, okay. see, I don't see that happening. I, I think, I think a safe play is. I would say they're probably gonna go. I to be safe, I'm gonna say eight and four, because I'm a little bit. I just don't know what to expect from Penn State this year. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that first game is gonna dictate what they do with their whole season. Right. If if they beat Wisconsin, they can go ten and two. If they lose to Wisconsin, they can go seven and five. Right. So that first game will really do everything for them. Yeah. Um, and then my last guy, well, I was going to get into Graham, Graham Earth, but we already talked about him. Uh, but my last guy here is going to be on the defense side of the ball. I'm going to go Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Michigan's uh, D-tackle. I think he's going to be the leader of their defense, and whatever formation they're in, he's going to make an impact. So <laughs> wherever they're lining up at, he's going to be in, and he's going to cause havoc. <laughs> Um, just a couple key games. Um, week one, you got uh, Oregon, Ohio State, arguably the the best team from the Pac-12 versus the best team from the Big Ten. Um, and it's really strange because if you're going to lose, it's better to lose week one than last game of the season. So whoever loses that game, they can still you know run the table and and you know make a conversation for the. For the uh, CFP, um, another another key matchup: uh, Washington and Michigan. Um, I believe this is the second week of the season. Yes, it's, it's a prime time game. Prime time game. Um, game day. Game day could be there. So again, not, I mean, Washington might you know could could be. I, I believe right now they're probably ranked as the second best team in the nation. Um, Michigan is currently 
not not, not ranked. ranked. Correct. So that could be a big re- resume builder for the Wolverines. Um, my next game, not this is a, you know, yeah. it's not a big game f- as far as you know ranked opponents, but. Nebraska Oklahoma bringing back the rivalry. I think that's going to be a, a cool game, but I do think Oklahoma, will, you know, will blow them out. So, but I think that's an interesting game to watch out for. Obviously, Penn State Ohio State again. Like Hadley said, if Penn State shows up, this is this is what's going to dictate that side of the Big Ten. Um, maybe winner goes to the Big Ten championship. So that has big implications there. And then I just threw these five teams together because they mix and match and play one another. But like we've said before, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Indiana, Penn State, they're going to beat – they could beat up on each other. Um, but I think a lot of those games are going to be, you know, real solid football games. And I don't I don't know if necessarily we'll see a team pull away from this group. Like I said, they could beat up on each other and just kind of even each other out. So, But it will, it will be interesting to watch out. Uh, Sporty, do you have any other games that you're looking forward to in the Big Ten? Uh, did you say uh, Penn State, Auburn, Penn State? I did not say Penn State, Auburn. No, that's that, that's a good call. What about what about Oregon and Ohio State? Yeah, that, that was my yeah that that was my first one. Uh, the one I didn't talk about though was Michigan, Ohio State. How'd you forget about that? It was the last game of the season. I just I didn't forget about it. I just I mean, it's not gonna be a good game. I, oh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have it as, like, a huge... I mean, it's going to be a huge that's game. That's my hammer. I know I know that's your hammer. One team will have seven wins, the other will have ten. So, it won't be a huge game. I mean, I think it's going to be a huge game, but for my five games I was looking at, I just wanted to go... Because I knew you were going to talk about Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State, so that's why I wanted to let you kind of talk about it, because I didn't want to have to bring it up. So, I went... It could be, it could be uh, Jim Harbaugh's career that game. Oh, yeah. If he wins, he can stay. If he loses, See ya. he might get, he might, he might get the axe. Yeah. See ya. See ya. I can't believe he hasn't got the axe already. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> hey, the AD loves him, all right? He must. He, they he must, love him. He they loves must him. literally golf every day together. He loves him. So, well, all right. We all know that Sporty's biggest matchup in the Big Ten is obviously Michigan-Penn State, or Michigan-Ohio State, so... Um, and then I guess his other game would be Michigan Penn State. Penn so State. Yep. Two big games <laughs> for two big games for the Wolverines. Um, and right. Michigan, and Michigan at Michigan State this year. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I don't think we've talked about Sparty yet this uh, this pod. So no one's giving no one's giving Sparty any any credit. I think no. it's still the coach. I think the whole coach <laughs> situation. I don't know how much people trust Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you never know. Again, last year you just got to throw out the window. Right, right. Um, Hadley, who are your uh, – do you have any other uh, games on the schedule? Yeah, so I, I put at number three, uh, even though it could be deemed bigger, Wisconsin and Iowa. I, I really think that Iowa does have a shot on that side of the conference. Um, and if they can pull off a win against Wisconsin, easily could be playing in that Big Ten championship. Um, number two, you know, this could easily be number one as well. I'm going to go Oregon and Ohio State, and I really, really think Oregon takes the win there. Ooh. I think that Ohio State 
people are panicking and CJ Shroud is he the guy? I think they end up kind of probably blowing away the rest of that regular season. But I really think they do lose that game and there's a little bit of a road bump for them. Um, number one, I, I've talked about it, Wisconsin and Penn State. Uh, again, if if Penn State loses that game, you saw what happened last year after they lost game one against Indiana. A complete train wreck. Are we going to see that again? Or are we going to see a win, momentum, confidence, and then maybe knocking off, you know, the Goliath that is Ohio State? You never know. So I think that that one game decides the fate of the season. And I think Auburn's obviously a really tough game too. But I really, I don't, I'm not scared of Bo Nix. And I guess we're going to see how SEC football really is played. Yep. Um, but I, that number one game, a hundred percent. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, there's definitely a bunch of bunch of different uh, games uh, throughout the Big Ten this year that are going to be very interesting to to watch. And I think there's going to be a lot of close football games. Um, so I'm trying to think when we talk about the group of five, that's when we'll give our college football playoff predictions. Um, but besides that, I think we've basically wrapped up everything in the, uh, in the big 10, um, talk about, you know, we've just mentioned, you know, Indiana, Iowa's potential, you know, sleepers, um, but uh, I'm trying to think, did we talk, I guess, I mean, not that Maryland and Rutgers, I guess they didn't get any love this pod. Uh, no, they're not getting any love, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we mentioned anything like North Northwestern. I, I mean, Northwestern, give them credit. They're always just, they, they play it tough. They hang in there. They do hang in there. So They're starting to become an Iowa. Yeah, they're, yeah. Fitzy, We're competitive. Fitzy's getting them in the right direction. So, yeah. But uh, but besides that, uh, I think we're all um, in agreement as far as there's a but of a bunch of what ifs, um, and and we know you know the Buckeyes could be really good, but if something happens, then I think the door becomes wide open for a bunch of different teams. So, um, but that wraps up our Big Ten preview. Um, and our next conference that we'll be looking at is going to be uh, the Big 12. So we'll send it next pod and give you a little breakdown uh, before the Longhorns and the Sooners uh, dip and uh, join the SEC.